back in on Canuck Central. We're in the Kintec studio. Kintec Footwear and Orthotics, Canada's favorite orthotics provider, powered by thousands of five-star Google reviews. Sore feet. What are you waiting for? Canuck Central is for Enzyme Pacific, Vancouver's premier Chrysler Dodge Ram and Jeep Superstore on 2nd Avenue between Camby and Main or at EnzymePacificChrysler.ca. Our next guest joins us via the Dispatch Plumbing Heating and Air Conditioning Hotline. The first call, the only call, it is... Yannick Hansen, and this analyst is brought to you by the Magnuson Auto Group, Metro Ford, Port Coquitlam, and Magnuson Ford in Abbotsford on both sides of the Fraser to serve you. Yannick, how are you? Yeah, my pleasure. How are you? Uh, we're, we're doing well. A lot better than uh, maybe the Vancouver Canucks are right now, going through their first big slump of the season. Not a great performance last night against the LA Kings. Uh, do, do you see something here, or is this uh, just the, the slump we've been waiting to see this team go through at some point this year anyways? You know what? This is the worry we've been having for the last, yeah, months or so. We knew this stretch was coming where they were going to play quality teams or playoff caliber teams. And, and how are they going to fare against these, these teams? They beat Boston, uh, but I'd say that that's the only one where they found a way to, to beat one of these uh, legitimate uh, playoff teams here towards the end. Uh, they've been rolling over a lot of other teams taking advantage here and there but but like it's it is a little bit concerning because you could very well see an la team in the first round and then it's not a good showing um that being said you get them a couple more times here but but again it's uh, you you'd like some confidence now from a outside perspective towards to how they're uh how, how they're performing against these legitimate teams the, the worry was always They'll go back to what we've seen for the previous couple of seasons. Now this stretch here where they've lost six of the last seven, does it look like that or is it just a a sequence of bad results here? No, it it doesn't look like that uh, because, like like I said, it's come against against really good teams uh, where in the past seasons it's been all the time, frequently against all sorts of teams. They started out this sequence here against Winnipeg and actually played a really, really good game. Uh, they happened to lose the specialty teams game, but but that was it. Where we're, like, um, in the past, no, it wasn't because of something like that they lost. They just lost because they um, wanted to play a run-and-gun game instead. So, yeah, there are, there are some things that are different than this happens. You know, JT Miller's going right now. He's uh, kind of the only guy going right now for this team with his offense and everything else. It, it almost feels as though Rick Tockett is uh, in his post-game uh, news conferences. He's asking for more out of Pedersen and Hughes without naming them specifically. But it, it just feels like JT's getting his game playoff ready, whereas Pedersen and Hughes haven't risen that level just yet. Yeah, and again, you... You, you rise and fall with your leadership with your best players. And when you play a game like this, uh, like they did against L.A., or you're losing five or six, you're getting to three or four guys. And how are they performing? And a lot of times they aren't performing. That's why the team is looking the way they are. Um, so it is, it, is, it is very fitting that you go to those guys um, because at the end of the day, when, when they're – they're winning and losing with these guys. They can't, they can't win games consistently without Petey and Quinn being at the top of the game. The, the team aren't deep enough. Um, we've also seen uh, 
I think we addressed this briefly when uh, Dakota Joshua went down. Um, that, that third line has almost disappeared since then. Um, it's rotated, but I think it's uh, in all sense and, and fairness in terms that Bluger is probably on the fourth line with three centers, the other three centers in front of him. And, and Garland is, is fiddling around somewhere else. So it's like, it's it's a couple of things that's come at the same time that they haven't been able to to overcome. It uh, Tockett's word is always uh, staples and, and pillars and all those things that uh, we've come so uh, to know about him as a coach. And it feels like they've lost them a little bit. And I feel... You know, part of that is Pedersen and Hughes and, you know, when they're chasing the game a little bit, chasing a goal maybe or pinching, whatever it may be, uh, it, it just if those guys aren't doing then doing that, then it starts to filter through the lineup, doesn't it? Yeah, because you look to you look to your leaders. How are they playing? How are they performing? Are they blocking shot? Are they finishing check? Uh, are they doing all the things that make us better? Um and when they aren't, you can slip a little bit, and that need to be on their game. They need to be at their best in order to play. They they can't get away with playing on on skill and finesse. No, they they may need to be they need to be right there. Otherwise, that they can't they can't win games consistently. Are, are they losing their identity here? The, it, it is a stretch of transition with Lindholm coming in. It's been 12 games now. You think, all right, is that enough to, to get up to speed? But have, have they lost their identity a little bit? I think so. They don't look the same for sure. Uh, like I said, you can hope it's uh, happened to happen. Everybody has had it. Uh, if you look around the league, struggling at points, um, you, can't go, you can't go 82 games. It's impossible. Um, so you can hope it's just the, the natural regression of playing a, an 82-game season in the NHL, and then a couple games from now they'll they'll revert back. Um, that would be uh, a very comforting thing. But but again, uh, they they can't be slipping on their how they're playing, how they're performing, their identity because that's the that's the way you get back to where you need to be. Um, your skill your skill won't leave you. Uh, that, that'll always be there. Sometimes it won't come through. But if you lose out on the other areas, then uh, then it can become troublesome real quick. We know at this time of the year, as, as teams get more desperate to pick up points to get to the playoffs and, and, and the natural tempo and intensity these games are going to pick up, there's one thing to, to catch up to the tempo of the game, but what can you, the players do or what did you do personally at this time to start increasing that tempo just yourself? Well, I think it's just the, the, the attention to details. The little things become a little bit more important. So maybe at around game 20 and 30 and stuff like that, if if somebody doesn't get it out on the blue line or gets a block shot, uh, it, it doesn't scream as much as the team as, as it does now when somebody is... Um, it becomes a little bit more magnified. So that where that that's where that intensity comes from. Because once you start playing the right way, so to speak, now you're playing with a little bit more of assertiveness and aggressiveness, and then it all just comes together. 
Yeah, and it uh, it, it feels um, like right now they're they're especially these last two games, right? Pittsburgh and L.A. Both teams kind of struggling and and wanting to get into the playoffs. Pittsburgh still kind of climbing, whereas L.A. is trying to maintain a wild card spot. They'd lost their two games in Edmonton and Calgary. It just it felt like there was a level of desperation those teams had that the Canucks couldn't find. Yeah, and that's the, that's the fear because if, if you if you pedal around till the playoffs. Uh, playing your game, this is the type of desperation teams will have played with right up until. So they're ready. They're just continuing. Their game uh, 80 and 81 and 82 are going to be exactly the same as their game one in the where your game, it all of a sudden it has to change and it has to change significantly. And I don't know if I've seen teams who can push that button. Like some teams are good enough to overcome it. So they win those first couple of games and then we're in the playoff mantra after that but again if you're not playing with the same desperation as an LA team um, come game one of the playoffs then, then you're you're not going to win a series like that same as Nashville or St. Louis or any of those have to play with the same uh, desperation and, and that's hard to do because you haven't felt that desperation so again it's it's not necessarily a bad thing that they're seeing some uh, uh, adversity right now because hopefully it will get them uh, it'll get them prepared for uh, for the playoff when it does arrive. What have you noticed from Lindholm here? Uh, I'm still having a bit of a trouble seeing the the exact fit. He's obviously a, a, a solid player, but the transition hasn't been as smooth as I think, you know, we, as, as we've seen for some other players that were brought in. No, he, he hasn't fit in. Um, that being said, he's good in the circle. There's no question about that. Uh, he, he fits that right-handed centerman, short-handed draws, uh, right side. Um, but the power play hasn't been good um, since he arrived. I'm not saying it's his fault. Uh he hasn't found a line that's been clicking. They haven't been producing. So it is a little bit troublesome because, yeah, before you, you kind of knew what you had. Now now you're juggling an extra player that aren't quite working out for you. So, again, they have some. They have 20 games left, and you're hoping they can find a way to, uh, to find some uh, chemistry. So with the way that they're playing right now, and especially when you have Lindholm, Pedersen and Miller all on separate lines, we've all sort of looked at it and said, this team really needs another forward, right? Dakota Joshua being out can't cripple your, your squad as much as it seems like it has. They need another forward before the deadline. Don't they? They have a glaring hole on the wings, especially in the top six. Um, They have good centers. There's no question about that. Uh, but they need that legitimate top six winger um, to, to kind of fill it all out. And then you have, in my opinion, five top six players um, that you don't need to worry about. Uh, and that's what that's what's missing. Does the um, does the slump make you want or would the slump challenge you to go after that a little bit more or would it? give you hesitation to want to spend more future assets to add to this current roster? I think you forced your hand a little bit by adding Lindholm. Because um, now you you got to get over the top instead of just saying, okay, we made a mistake on him and, and trading for trading a couple of assets and it didn't work out. Like they, 
They still had a good team. They're still in a good position. Uh, Stone won't play in the playoffs. You're starting to see these little things uh, uh, for Vegas, if you will. So, like, you're, I'd still push for it um, because of where they're sitting and the way the West looks. Uh, Colorado looks above and beyond, but you won't see them until the third. I, uh, Yannick, I think we're, I think we're losing Yannick somewhere in Cypress mountain. Hopefully, uh, hopefully he's all right. Get a lot of there. snow in the mountains. These, uh, these last couple of days, actually, from what I've heard, not that I'm a mountain guy. You're more of a, uh, robes to Cobb's bread guy. <laughs> that's pretty much, that's pretty much my lifestyle. Uh, less so in the mountains. We'll try to reconnect with Yannick Hansen if we can, but, um, Interesting that he feels, hey, you've already made the move for Lindholm. You are essentially pot committed already. Why not keep adding to this roster? You've already sort of you already made the decision that you're good enough to make uh, to to make some kind of a run. Yeah, the the, the Lindholm move wouldn't have been the one I would wanted to have seen, but they they needed to make a move at some point, and now that you're here. The, the realities change and yeah. managing this situation probably means you probably have to keep pushing. Uh, it is Dan Riccio and Bick Nazar. So uh, no, no go on, on Yannick Hansen. He'll join us again uh, next Tuesday with Bick on the people show. And next Friday with us, we continue with the dispatch plumbing, heating and air conditioning hotline. And we're joined by Nathan Cantor of the Vancouver Giants. Giants got the Kelowna Rockets tonight at 7 on Sports at 650 and at the Langley Event Center. Thanks for this, Nathan. How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, really excited for tonight's game. Giants have won nine straight on home ice, so they'll go for 10 in a row at home here tonight. How are you guys doing with all the Pedersen rumors and everything going on, trade deadline approaching? Uh, I haven't been traded yet, so uh, <laughs> as long as as long as that remains the case, I'm okay. <laughs> Nor hopefully do you expect to be. <laughs> yeah. No, I, <laughs> you never know. Yeah. I mean, Canberra might be listening right now, and he's like, you know what? I'm trading them to 960. You're going to Calgary, Reach. How do you like that? Uh, interesting timing year though for sure <laughs> uh would be uh would be pretty funny um <laughs> it, it has been pretty wild with uh with Elias Pettersson we'll see how that develops but focusing on the Giants I mean Nathan this team is is really coming on here as uh, as we're getting into the 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 stretch of the season you mentioned it nine straight wins at home tough opponent the Giants are just going going good right now yeah, no. Uh, in addition to the nine straight wins, right, it just hasn't been on home ice. They're 11-2-1 and overall in their last 14, uh, which is great to see. They've kind of rocketed up, you know, if, if you remember from uh, a couple months ago heading into the new year, it was always, uh, you know, get to that eighth spot. Can they make the playoffs? Can they get in? Now, of course, uh, they're sitting uh, well in sixth and looking to hopefully maybe even get home ice in that first round of the playoffs. Fourth is not that far off. Fifth is right there. They're three points back of fifth with two games in hand on the Victoria Royals. Depth has been a big reason for their success. Uh, the trade deadline acquisitions of Tyson Zimmer, Connor Levis have both uh, been fabulous, but not just them. Kyron Gronick getting him back from injury. Of course, getting Samuel Hanzik back from uh, the World Juniors was kind of like a deadline acquisition as well, and, and everyone really has chipped in. I mentioned 11-2-1 in their last 14. Ten different players in those 14 games have at least nine points, so nine or more points from ten. Ten different guys, nine different forwards. It really is depth for 
this team. And, of course, in net, Brett Merwald has been fantastic as well. Uh, hoping to get a contract, of course. It's his last season of juniors, a 20-year-old. So there's been a lot to like, and especially as well uh, the play on home ice. is It's not often you get to go for 10 straight wins uh, on home ice, but they'll do that tonight. And you want some of your best players kind of leading the charge. Cameron Schmidt coming off a hat trick last game. Oh, man. he Honestly, uh, he, he like you have to come see him. He is so, so fun to watch. And he's just, I guess, technically 17. But, mm-hmm. you know, he's a six, He's in his 16-year-old season. He has a January birthday. So technically he's 17. But, oh, my goodness, is this player, uh, I, I would guess he's going to be a very high draft pick next season, not eligible till 2025 on the NHL draft. But, yeah, his, his hat trick, he's approaching history for the Giants. He is now 22 goals in just 48 games uh, for, again, a 16-year-old in his rookie season. And that's three back of the franchise, the Giants' all-time mark for goals in a single season by a 16-year-old. Gilbert Brule did that in 2003-2004, the all-time mark of 25. So Schmidt's just three goals back, and he's got 11 games left to do that. Uh, almost a sure thing, I would say, with the way that he's playing, the confidence. In his last 15 games, he's got 12 goals. Mm-hmm. So that's almost a goal-per-game pace, uh, but he's just so fun to watch. that The skating obviously jumps out at you. He's 5'7", but you don't really notice. Like, he doesn't play... Like, he's A, he's hard to hit because he's so fast and evasive, uh, but he doesn't shy away from contact act either. He, uh, shot uh, and he's learning to play in his own zone which of course is kind of that biggest adjustment coming from you know when you're in your U18 uh, uh, you know midget days coming to the Western Hockey League so he's really growing as a player but he's so fun to watch he's honestly worth the price of admission so what's the key tonight against uh, Kelowna this has uh, been a team that's given uh, Vancouver fit so far this year but it's it's a big game in the standings as well with uh, Kelowna seventh just behind Vancouver yeah so this is you know your four-point game uh, the swing where is it going to be you get the two points and you're five points up you, you lose this game in regulation and it's just a one point cushion uh, on Kelowna so uh, huge standings implications for the Giants I, I think the key uh, anytime you play Kelowna a team with Andrew Crystal uh, capital second rounder fabulous fabulous player 90 points this season TJ Ginla who is draft eligible 40 goals for him in his draft eligible season and the season's not even over those two have to be shut down they're playing on separate lines tonight uh, they're that good where they can each kind of carry their own line you have to the last time they played the Rockets Crystal had a hat trick so (laughs) he's obviously a very important player and and I think the depth it's going to be as it always is with Kelowna it's the depth of the Giants versus those high skilled guys those kind of two top lines for Kelowna whereas the Giants can go three and even four lines deep that's kind of the matchup tonight and uh, we'll see where it goes should mention that yeah the Rockets do have the season series so far, four games to one. But here at the LEC, it's just 1-1, one, one, a one win for each club. So obviously the Giants hoping to push that to a 2-1 series lead. But more important than the season series is the implications on the standings because if the Giants win tonight, they will be one point back of Victoria for fifth place in the West. Well, you mentioned earlier, too, the success on, on home ice here recently. I think this dates back to late December was, was the last home loss. Yeah. And you, here at the end of the season, six more on home ice. Mm-hmm. This is going be the foundation of trying to make that push for fourth yeah no the 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 schedule is uh pete toyko did a great job with making the schedule because the schedule here uh in the back half is very favorable to the giants now i don't think they can look at that and look too far ahead obviously the team wants to take it one game at a time and not really look at the standings you just want to get the two points tonight get the two points the next night etc etc but if you look at who they play, it's a 3-3 three and three this weekend, but you get Kamloops tomorrow. Uh, yes, that's on the road. Then Seattle at home, and as you mentioned, six more home games left still. A lot of teams 
game's still on home ice uh, heading into this weekend. So very favorable schedule for them, not only with the home ice games, but who they're playing is they'll get Kamloops again in a couple of weekends. They'll finish with a home and home with Kelowna. So they're kind of done with, you know, the Portlands. They do have a few against Prince George, very good team this season. But the U.S. teams, which a very strong division, they're done with that U.S. division uh, almost entirely for the rest of the year. So, yeah, the schedule, it should be very interesting as they make that push, not just for fifth, but also for fourth. Nathan, have a great call tonight. Thanks for this. Thanks so much. Appreciate it, guys. Uh, There is uh, Nathan Cantor, play-by-play for the Vancouver Giants. He'll have the call tonight, 7 o'clock, Giants and Kelowna Rockets. uh, TJ Ginla, looking like a bit of a player, just like his pop. Go figure. I know, right? And also playing for the Kelowna Rockets. Who would have thought? It's Stan Riccio and Bick Nazar. Coming up, we're going to get to the mailbag. Your questions for us here on Canucks Central. That's coming up next. If you have some questions you want to get in late, 650-650 on the Dunbar Lumber text message inbox. You are listening to Canucks Central.